Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on the link between social media and the fear of missing out, and much, much more. Press, what's poppin', baby? Jules, the only thing I'm missing out on is sleep around this bitch. How you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude, dude, I hear you. I mean, 2022 came and left, and it seemed like 2023, it hadn't had slowed down because we almost at the end of this month. <laughs> man, what happened? I, I just remember, man, we were dropping the ball, and I'm sitting up here like, I don't want to tell you what else is dropping around here, but it's been bad. It's been bad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. We still had Christmas stuff up. <laughs> so y'all ain't took it down yet? No, we've been we've been so lazy just doing other things, working and stuff. We haven't even thought about it, but we're gonna we're gonna take it down in a few days. That's hilarious. <laughs> y'all still chilling on the Christmas vibes. I see oh, you. I see you. Man. Y'all probably still try to keep yourselves in a good mood around there. Yeah, right. We might as well leave it up all year because <laughs> the way it's going, we're gonna put it right back up any, anytime soon. You know, Jules, I remember we had a neighbor. They used to keep their Christmas decorations up year-round. I used to always be like, why are you taking that shit down? Then when I came an adult, there's a lot of fucking work taking all that yeah, damn lights and all that stuff down. Shit, they was on to something man. back in the day. Oh, man, you ain't kidding. Now I got dragged this boxes and totes and bins up from the basement. and Oh, oh I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> That's why it's been up there. Yeah, first world problems, Jules. First world problems. <laughs> Besides just work, man, how's everything else been for you? Hey, man, like I was telling you uh, recently, man, hey, I woke up today, man. So, I, hey, I got nothing go. to complain about. Everything else will figure it out. I'm going to fight to, hey, there's nothing else to fight about. Man, I hear you. And nothing else we can do. I mean, you can't just lay down and just, just die or nothing like that, man. You guys might as well keep moving, man. Well, I'm, since we're here, might as well keep working. Must keep it here, man. Well, and while we here, man, make it count, right? That's always yeah. Man. Make man. it count. And y'all dodge them punches as they come, cause they coming for us all. Just man. dodge them now, <laughs> man. And and speaking of making it count, man, I'm glad Demar Hamlin is out the hospital, bro. That's a miracle, ain't it? Man, nine days from collapsing, and man, my, my you know our guys out the hospital, man. Prayers, man. Big man. Big shout out to the big man above, cause. That was scary. It sure was, man. It sure was. And like I said, man, that brother, I think he's going to go on and, and, and make a big purpose in, in, in life now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and the fuck the football aspect of things. All that money that his charity has now, I think right. he's going to really be able to impact some people's lives. I mean, shit, he – think about, man, Jules, not only just that recovery, but just like what he did for – in that moment. And obviously he didn't do this intentionally, but – Mm-hmm. He brought folks together, and I still hold on to hope being in this world, man. When I see stuff like that, man, a, a little small piece of me, like, I'm like, man, this world ain't so bad after all. I know we see a lot of negative, but when I see that kind of stuff, Jules, I'm like, man, there's still good people out here, man. Man, Brad, you, you, hit, hit, you hit it right on the head right there. I think what, like like, like I said, God, man, just work in mysterious ways. This happened, un- unfortunately, but Thank God he's he's okay. He's alive and well. He's out the hospital. But people are just, like you said, pouring in their blessings and gifts to so he can bless other p- kids who need toys and you know and everything in that nature. If we can just keep riding off that, you know, if people just keep riding off that 
and off that energy, man. Just just think how how wonderful this 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 world would be. Because it do remind you, it's it's rough, the hustle and bustle. People are are nasty, and uh, you know we're gonna talk about later on a lot of bad things people put on social media and talk about, and you know, and you just think like, man, this is this is what the world's coming to? Is this the real? Is this the real norm? But then stuff happened, and you see this, and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, they ain't the real norm. This, this is what needs to be promoted right here. So the the beauty, the beauty part of of, of this world of life, and, and 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 you need that because sometimes you get away from it. I know I can speak for myself. Sometimes I, I get away from it because I see nasty stuff all all the time. But when something good happens, like man, it's like refreshing. It's like refreshing to see, and it's good to see, and it's, and it's uplifting too. I would say all this, we got some good shit on deck for y'all. We're going to start oh, yeah. it up by talking about this listener letter because it's another doozy. One. Another oh, week, man. another solid listener letter. All right, Joseph, here it is. This one comes over from Sherry. And she said, guys, I have found myself less and less patient with my husband. He's been driving me nuts in the bed, but not in a good way. He's 64 and I'm 49 years old. We've been married for 18 years. This is my first marriage, and it's the third one for him. My husband has severe asthma, so I give him breathing treatments at most nights, but they don't always help his wheezing in sleep. She said we have to keep the heat down in our bedroom and in the house in general because if it gets too hot, his breathing condition becomes worse. She said it becomes very uncomfortable to sleep in such cold temperatures. In addition, we can't have sex without him getting overly hot, and then the wheezing starts up again. She said, he is also not the kindest person to me these days and seems to take me for granted. She said, I know I took vows, but I had to sign up for being a caregiver. And I'm at my sexual peak right now. My fear is that my best years are being wasted at this time. I'm debating leaving my husband as I'm severely unhappy. I've spoken to him about my concerns and he plays the victim about his medical conditions. It makes me feel that my needs aren't important and then everything is about him and his needs. Is it selfish of me to think this way? She said, I'm hanging on by a thread right now mentally. Mm. Ooh, this a ooh, this a this a rough one here, Press. Well, he's 64, she's 49. They've been married for 18 years. It hasn't been all bad, but you know, he's getting older and it seemed like he's having health issues. One thing for sure, he needs to go. Go get a checkup. I mean, I think a lot of cats have asthma, but it's not like he have a real bad case. Right? Yeah, it sounds really bad because I got asthma. Yeah. yeah, it ain't like, it ain't to that degree. Right, right. I'm so pressed. I, I can't. So press. I can't wait to listen to your your comment or your feedback when you about to you know what I'm saying you about to get you a little nice little night with a little honey dip, <laughs> but you can't perform because you wheeze and stuff. A few things. Uh, yeah, my man needs to get checked out. But she really got uh, her concerns are warranted. She's she's forty nine. He's older. She's forty nine. He's sixty four. But she still need to be. You know, her sexual needs still need to be met. Okay, she's holding on, but she's getting tired and she expressed it. But one thing he's messing up on him playing the victim because she's voicing her concerns on what she's missing out and how she's feeling. And when you start, you know, shooting that down and putting, hey, man, but I'm the victim, you know, you know about my ass. But, baby, you know about my ass. You know I can't do it like I used to. You know, yeah, okay, she's being, you know, sympathetic right now. But now she, she is wearing thin. That's the problem. And then when that's the weird thing, you don't want, that's when they go seeking and looking for someplace mm -hmm. else now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... I will strongly urge for him to get checked out to see what can he do to, to first help out with his asthma. Okay. Then in the meanwhile, they might have to just, you know, have some fun with it where they might, he might have to bring it. They might have to bring in toys into the, into their bedroom, you know, just, there you, to, go. you know what I'm saying? Something, something where he can still satisfy her. He can, he, he can satisfy, but she also gets satisfied too. Because um, right now you need some, I mean, you need some help. If not, your marriage is, is, is rocky. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's rocky right now. So it's not selfish of her to think this way. She had talked to him. 
I would talk to him again and say, hey, listen, this is, this is big. Why, if I were her, I would come with it. Let's, let's see if we can help, you know, say if there's medication or, you know, if, if he's even exercising. Don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To see it, what, what can do can help with, with his uh, asthma where he's not wheezing and, you know, because you want this thing to get, we want this thing to progress and get worse as he get older. I mean, he's 65. So, so let's get checked out first and to do some toys and have some fun in the bedroom where she's also satisfied, where she's not thinking of uh, going, stepping out because then there's a, then there's a whole nother, another can of worms there. And no, I mean, yeah. You know I what mean, I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, Hey, we know how, the, yeah, we know how things work out here now in these streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when she, our episode today talking about that fear of missing out. Well, Hey, Sherry over here telling y'all she missing out on that, on that good stuff. Now. I'll tell you this, man. I can only speak for myself. I don't know this 65-year-old man. I told y'all I have asthma. I've had to live my whole life with asthma. I play sports with asthma. Uh Uh-huh. I ain't gonna let my asthma now keep me from satisfying my woman. I'll die in that shit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's the only way I want to go in this world. But I'll tell you one thing, man. This man... Sometimes, man, if your body, you know, is, 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 is having them type of you know, if your body's kind of like not allowing you to be who you want to be, Jules gave a great uh, um, suggestion. Break out some toys. Do mm-hmm. something for her. Okay, maybe you may not be able to give her the D like you used to. Hey, but you know, you can still do some stimulating things that at least she yeah. is feeling some kind of way, right? Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I understand where he's coming from because he's probably feeling like, well, I can't do it like I used to. But hey, man, you got a woman that's 48, 49 years old. Yeah, she 49. got needs, man. She got needs. But she ain't one. She in them cougar years, bro. And you know, you know, she up there watching TV and some Lifetime and, you know, some movies and probably listen to her girlfriends. Like, yeah, girl, I had the best night. And she's sitting up there like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, she's like, oh, I'm over here with Wheezy over here. <laughs> Weezy F baby and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah. Boy. But I don't, I don't, but you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with the way she feels. I think that a right. lot of people in this world may look at it and be like, oh, she being selfish. You took vows, think about him. Well, I feel like you gotta think about yourself too sometimes. Now, I know people are gonna be like, prayers, you selfish. Well, call me selfish because mm-hmm. in this situation, as a man, uh-huh. now I told y'all, I have asthma too. I'll just take two damn breathing treatments. I don't give a fuck. That that damn right. nebulizer will be right there on the side of that bed. My woman gonna be taken mm-hmm. care of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We, we, I'm not gonna do that because I know how this shit works, man. If you don't take care of it, somebody else will. Well, too. Eddie Murphy tried to tell you. Well. <laughs> don't let her go on no damn trip to Jamaica with her girlfriends now. Oh, Prez, come on now. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, she that go over there. That motherfucker will bust that shit wide the fuck man. open, sir. Listen, uh, Sherry, play this for your man. Mm-hmm. Like Jules said, maybe go get it checked out. See if it's a specialist that can do something to, you know, maybe some alternative methods to help him. You know what I mean? The house situation with the, the, the cold temperatures, I don't really have much there because, I mean, I understand that, you know. I, I know that sometimes for me, if it gets a little too hot, I can't, you know, it's, it's tough for me. So I understand that. Cooled, cooler, milder temperatures is better with someone asthma. So that part, I can't really say too much on. But I would say when it comes to your needs, I uh-huh. think that that needs to be brought up again. I think there needs to be some alternatives like Jules brought up. So think about those things. You know what I mean? But... He can't, it can't just be all about what's going on with him. Right. Right. You know, Prince, I was just thinking, I, I remember seeing a commercial. Don't they have like mattresses? You can adjust the temperature. You, you, you can, and they do it on each side. Like her side is this temperature, okay. his side is this other temperature. That could be a thing, but I, I'm sure they yeah, probably right? already, I'm sure they probably already looked into something like that. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if, if you have a share, you know, maybe that could, you know, be a, an option as well. Maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe. I, I feel like at the at the at the genesis of everything, this woman just telling you that she needs a little something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, bro, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do something now. 
Yeah, fuck that wheezing, bro. Fuck that wheezing. I'm saying like shit. If hey, bro, if you ain't having no asthma attack, boy, you better give her the D, bro. Just give her what she needs. I told you, I already know where I stand with that shit. I'll die in that shit. I'm like, fuck it, you know. Hey man, let me ask you something, Chris. What's up? My man's 65. Yeah. You think uh you think he even still, you know, even want <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 60, I mean 65, man. I, I mean. Maybe my man just ain't even into it, man. I don't know. He, he probably not, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that libido probably fucking low. You know what I'm saying? He probably got to pop something, you know what I'm saying? Have a little something happen. He probably like, man, I'm good. Just give me this right. breathing treatment and let me go to sleep. He <laughs> <laughs> just give me this breathing treatment so I can go to right. bed. <laughs> that temperature. What, 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 he needs the temperature to be cold, right? Mm-hmm. Like, turn that sucker down to 66 yeah, and let's go ahead and go to sleep. <laughs> well, baby, can you at least hold me? No, it's too hot. Too hot. <laughs> Body heat. Oh, man. <laughs> I definitely had that talk with him. Yeah, definitely had that talk with him. Man. Good luck to you. Yeah. And hopefully things get better, man, because like I said, you, uh, you deserve that. I, my hat's off to him and his condition because I can relate. But hey, man, can't just be about his condition. You you got to think about you and your needs as well. So mm-hmm. I feel like the the biggest thing with a marriage and a relationship is that both parties' needs and wants have to align. And if they don't, mm-hmm. then shit gonna be fucked up. And this shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a man should never want his woman around without. Feeling like she, you know what I'm saying? Women, they love that shit, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to tell you. Listen, Jules, they love that shit. They, they, man, that shit make them feel like a woman. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Right. Right. You know? Especially, you know what you're doing, too. And Cherry got that fear of missing out. I'm telling you. It ain't just social media now. Because, you know, mm-hmm. women, they talk. They talk. Men, yes, we may yes. not talk as much. Like, well, when we was in high school, we talked shit. We, we tell everything. Right. Nah, you know what I'm saying? You kind of keep a couple things, you know, keep a couple things to yourself. But Correct. women, they talk. Yeah, they talk. And then, you know what I'm saying? Because I hit that when you be around meeting the friends and shit, they all smiling at you and shit. You're like, what the hell are they smiling at me for? Like, the, then you find out why they smiling. I'm like, wow, man. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Don't y'all keep things to y'all selves? No, they don't. Oh, they talk, bro. They talk. And that's okay. why, fellas, it's important. Don't be on that wheeze and shit talking about something you can't give them though, because you know she done told all her damn friends. She write letters us. She done told all her damn friends. Right. This man ain't touching nothing over here. Damn. Oof. Uh-uh. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be nah. me. Nah. Nah, like you said, man. We, hey, we, it gotta be some battle or something. You gotta, yeah, you gotta put in something. You gotta do something. Man, I'm going out swinging. I don't give right. a fuck. Fucked up. Even listen, even at that age, if it only lasts for a couple minutes, I'm gonna give her something. I'm gonna try. It's gonna be the best fucking 180 seconds that she had in her life, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna try something. There you go. It counts. It do. It do <laughs> counts. You know what I'm saying? For something. It'll give her something. But right now, she ain't getting none. Sorry, Sherry. I'm I really am. I'm sorry to hear that. You deserve better. You deserve better. All right, man. So let's get into this show, Jules. So now, this Odell Beckham playing situation. Oh. Now, this thing happened about mm. a month or so ago. Okay. And I didn't really pay too much attention to it. The audience, they sent us a couple things. And I'm like, guys, this would be something good for you guys to talk about. And I was kind of like, yeah, it's Odell Beckham. Like, you know, he does a lot of outlandish shit. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. But, Jules, now I saw the body cam footage that came out from the situation where the cops came on the plane. And now we see the whole situation. And we see that Odell Beckham makes the whole plane to plane because he wouldn't get off the plane. Man. And, you know, of course, passengers are pissed off about that. Think about it, Jules, you and I travel. Imagine you yep. are now boarded this plane, getting ready to go somewhere, and now you got to go through this whole process again because of one person. So people was upset. Odell Beckham was like over there like, that's on y'all. He said, because guess what? When we get off this plane, I'm getting ready to take a private plane to where I'm going to go. So fuck all Uh-oh. y'all. Damn. Can I go? <laughs> but I want to get your <laughs> thoughts on this one, Jules, because uh-huh. there's a lot of angles to this. It's like the angle of him and his privilege, because i tell you one thing. If that would have been one prez on that plane, refusing to get off that plane, boy, they would have held me up. They would have fucking carried me off that bitch, and I would have probably had some fines to have to deal with. Odell Beckham, they had no worries. They took him off that plane, and they was like, hey, have a good day. There's privilege there. 
inconvenience that he the inconvenience that he did to those passengers. That shit ain't cool, man. People probably had connected flights. You don't know the situation. I didn't like that shit, bro. Yeah, I I was I was a little bit lost. I read the story and look at the body cam, and I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what was the what was the problem where where the cops was involved. And well, so so they're saying that they thought that he might have been like drunk or maybe uh-huh. on something because he didn't put his seatbelt on and they couldn't get him to wake up. And right. then when he did come to, I guess they just didn't feel comfortable on flying. They didn't want him to have an, a medical emergency while they were up in the uh, in the air. Okay, all right, this. It's valid. Okay. So that's the... Well, here's the thing. In that case, they feel like it could be a potential where they have to have emergency landing because of his medical condition. We're not doctors. They're not... They don't know, we're not the, they're not doctors, so they want to be safe, more safe than sorry, which I agree. Uh, it took a little bit for him to get up, call for the EM, EMS and the police. Said he's fine, but... They just want to play it safe. Got it. Gotcha. And I'm pretty sure they explained that to him, and he still wouldn't get off the plane. So everybody else had to get off and get on another flight, but he still had to get. Little, like you said, press. Selfish, because if that's the case, it's like, bro, you about to jump on, you say you about to jump on a, a private flight. Then why didn't you do that in the first place? Mm, talk to him, Jules. You know what I'm saying? If, it took you a minute because on the body cam, he said, you know, he was just tired. Okay. I, you know, but if you can understand where they coming from, I don't know how long the flight, I don't know where they was going. You know, so if you can understand where they was coming from, like, yeah, but sir, listen, being tired and somebody being, you know, you know, just take heart to wake up. That's that's a little bit different, and, and then maybe there's a condition, and maybe we don't want to, you know, have a problem why we admit flight. So he should been adult enough to kind of understand that and be like, well, okay, and I don't want to, you know, hold up anybody else from what they have to do because, hey, listen, guess what? People get lives and people get schedules. People, you know, get places to go. So I, I will say this, Prince. He should just get off the flight. But then not only that. People are upset, which is warranted. But then you talk stuff to the uh, the other passengers, which, bruh, bro, man, just, 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 I mean, just be cool, man. No, so they and, probably and, and the police even said so. They're like, hey, well, you know, it's on them. It's, it's their right. call. It's their call. Yeah. So, so they probably just looked at it like, hey, listen, we ain't about to this dude may this dude may buck up, and we ain't about to have all that, you know, because you can see the backlash. You can see the backlash coming. If, if that was me on the board on playing and that was Odell Beckham, man, all right, I'll, I'll tell you a few times, like, right, bro, come on, let's go. Then I was like, I got to hem this dude up and drag him off. I can see how this plays out. So they did they did the, the soft approach, like, all right, we'll just play in everybody and, you know, handle it that way. But it's just messed up, man. Dude should have just, dude should, he can leave it all day by just getting off the plane, but he did. This is my thing. So this flight was, um, leaving Miami to go to L.A. Odell Beckham probably had went out that night, was probably drunk or whatever the case may be, was tired. That's probably why he was on that boy passed out like he was. You know, you don't know what the hell he, you know, he had did that night before. So I honestly don't disagree with the flight attendants. What I did have a problem with, though, is that, and I talk about this all the time, anytime a situation like this happens where it's an African-American athlete, Mm-hmm. It's all over the fucking news sites, all over the news site, all okay. over the news site. Now, those cops, okay. I thought, handled that situation well. They recognized him. They didn't want to hem him up. They was on some cool mm-hmm. shit. I said right. they was cool with him. That would have been me. It would have been totally different stories, Jules. You know what I'm saying? I ain't <laughs> Odell Beckham. You know what I'm saying? That's why, for me, when I fly, I sit my ass down, I put that seatbelt on, and I mind my business. I'm trying to get to where I need to get to and get That's back. Right. You know That's what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the way that this story, though, got put all over the place because at the time, Odell Beckham was trying to get back into the league. It was teams that was talking about signing them potentially. The Cowboys were a team, the Giants. Right. This right. shit comes out. All of a sudden, nobody wants to touch him anymore. But then now we hear stuff like, oh, well, his knee wasn't 100%. Well, y'all knew it might have been a chance that that might have been the case before all this stuff was going on. 
So I just kind of feel like stories like this, when you put somebody in a, in, a, in, a, in a light like this, which he did it to himself, let's be honest. But there's people out here doing worse shit. Look, Dana White slapping the shit out of his damn wife. Ooh, that was rough. And meanwhile, that was rough. ESPN Jules, they I've, I've seen online where they talk about writers have said ESPN has directed them not to write any negative comments or, or not to write any negative stories about Dana White in this situation. Why is that? When, when Ray Rice... Oh, really? Yeah. When Ray Rice, which obviously Ray Rice, what he did to his wife in that elevator, yeah, terrible. fucked up. Mm-hmm. Fucked up. Mm-hmm. But every time you turned around, that video was being shown to us. Why we don't have that same energy for Dana White? You you bring up a a great point and disturbing. They know I did something. Mm-hmm. It should have been talked about, and just like Odell, Odell Odell Beckham, just like Ray Rice, just like any other uh, sport musician athlete, whatever the case may be, it should be talked about. Now I don't like the fact that I haven't heard this, and I didn't like the fact that they soft shoe and kind of just. Because swept it on the rug. Because right, you heard it. I heard about it one time, and that was pretty much about it. I saw mm-hmm. it on TMZ, yeah. and that's and that and that was it. That was yeah. it. Yeah, you're not seeing it plastered all over ESPN or Fox right. Sports like they did with Ray Wright. What what penalties you have you bestow on your on your fighters if there's something like that? Ooh, you know and what I'm see, saying? That's a good point, Jules. Because if one of his fighters is involved with that, probably be a suspension or some sort of fine. Right. John Jones, for instance. Right, Remember, he's gotten into some things, and they find him. So but, I'm but what you gonna do when you the boss? Right. So you the man. You sh- it should be even more greater because you the man. You supposed to set the standards. You 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 know you set the standards. Hey, this is what I want. This is what I expect. You know, I get it. You know, I, I drinking alcohols involved, temperatures flaring. You know, you know she ended up hitting him. Okay, but he slapped her back. He slapped her a few times. Man, he popped her twice, bro. Right. You know, like, bro, I mean, come on. But yeah, there, you press, ahead, you put up a good point, man, when you talk about, hey, Odell Beckham, this right here is petty. Compared, yeah, to, compared petty. to Dana. Mm-hmm. Yep. Compared to Dana, that, that, this shouldn't even, I, I, I wouldn't even report, you know what I'm saying? This shouldn't even have no play. It'd be like, uh, you know, dude, being being a buddy. But, yeah, but being Dana, an asshole. Okay. Yeah, right? That's it. That's it. That was one of them things. Like, all right, man, dude, next time, get your ass off playing. But, what Dana did should took more precedent than this. And that's my point. And that's why we talked about that on the show. Why is it when it comes to us, these things become way more, you know, blown out of proportion? Obviously, yeah. Ray Rice, and I don't want people to listen to me. I don't want anybody stretching what I say here because you got to make sure that you, yeah, you elaborate on your points nowadays. Mm-hmm. What Ray Rice did was wrong. Don't right. condone that. Right, exactly. But what's the difference between the situations? Both people put their hands on people that shouldn't have been doing that. I was talking to one of my buddies about this the other day, and he was like, dude, just like we were taught in school, treat people the way that you want to be treated. That's mm-hmm. what this shit all comes down to. This situation between Dana and his wife, Jules, that shit happened so quick that it looked like that shit. I mean, okay. I hate to be in people's business because you know I don't really like to do all that. But okay. Jules, it made me wonder. What the hell do y'all two do behind closed doors if y'all doing that shit out in public like that? Yeah, because it don't look like it's the first time. No, that's my point. Don't look like it's the first time. Normally when I go on a domestic and there's some 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 physical altercation involved, nine times out of ten is not the first time. You know, so, so you're all right because that looked too too relaxed. I mean, bro, she casually slapped him, and then he popped her right. back twice, and it looked like he was trying to go in for more. Yeah, to somebody grabbed him. It looked like on the video, somebody had to grab somebody him. Somebody grabbed him. I'm like, bro, that's your wife, son. And I would say this. It brings up another thing. I was pissed off about ESPN and these companies because they're obviously in bed with the, with the UFC. They're not going to do anything against right. Dana White. Dana right. White's come out and said that – what he did was wrong. He's taking accountability, but he's nothing's going to happen to him financially. No. You know? But then the second part, there were some people like, 
well, he had the right to hit her because she hit him first. No. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a story, Jules. I've okay. had multiple women that have put their hands on me. Mm-hmm. You know what my reaction was? What you do? I smirked. Okay. Now inside, I was mad at a motherfucker. But you know, what's the percentage? That's a losing proposition if I pop off. Just think about that. I'm a black man out here. I'm putting my hand on somebody. Mm-mm. Ain't no percentage in it. So I'm going to sit there and look at the person and I'm going to get away from that person. Because as I say all the time on the show, ain't nobody in this world worth my freedom. No. No, you're right. And, and far as men, Dana's a big dude. He's a big guy. Yep. His wife, wife look like about five, eight bucks something. Man, come on, bro. You know, that slap, like, all right, well, whatever. Whatever they're arguing about. You know what I'm saying? All right, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm going to be over here. You know what I'm saying? You come back when you cool off. Man, we had a club. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm, I'm off. I'm going to the bar. I'm dancing. I'm, you know, doing whatever. <laughs> you know, who knows? He made it. <laughs> he might deserve it. Who knows? He probably would have grabbed an ass. Who knows, man? <laughs> so, yeah, you don't know what he was doing. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, it, it, you know, I, I, I'm with you, Prez. I, I, don't, I don't put my hands on, on women. I don't condone it. I, I understand if, you know, because reactions happen you, you just uh, you know i i get it and and you're like you you just oh man i'm sorry i just lost my head for us but what he's done in that video he slapped the ones and kept on slapping of course we shall see but of course nothing's gonna happen to him nothing's gonna happen to of course the uh organization mm-hmm. he, he runs and it's like okay but we we do have to take into consideration. Okay, this brother's this guy's white, and then we got the brothers on the other hand. If they do anything, Odell Beckham, Ray Rice, or whoever the case may be, you blow it up to a point where you make public perception on these cats. Like, you know, try to try to, you know, go after their money, go after their their status, their fame, get them off the team, get them charged. You know, and it's like, well, okay, so. What are we? What are we talking? Who are we talking? Now we back to race. Now we back to race because it's like it's like if he does if if Dan did this, he should be held to the, he should be held his feet to the fire just like everybody else. It's just it's just what I'm saying, and that's not the case. No man, it's, it's bullshit. I th- mm-hmm. I feel like it's all wrong. We we yeah. can't sit up here and let one guy off the hook because I feel like Dana White got a pass. In my opinion, I feel like with this situation, he got a pass. Stephen A. Smith is on ESPN carrying water for Dana Way. Talking about before he get into talking about he's my friend. And I'm sitting up here like, cool. Okay. Listen, man, y'all know we we, we hunted over here. But uh-huh. I do some out-of-pocket shit. Hey, my man is gonna be sitting over here talking about some. Hey, uh, he should be able to name his own punishment. He ain't gonna say no shit like that to me because that ain't true. That ain't right. And I feel like you have a responsibility if you call somebody your friend to check them. Mm-hmm. You don't give your friend a pass, man, just because that's your friend. Your friend fucked up, they fucked up. Mm-hmm. True. See, my and problem it, is the double mm-hmm. standard. Not even just the right. double standard jewels with ESPN and, and how they handled this situation, but I feel like there's a double standard when it comes to men and women. Now, I talked about mm-hmm. the situations that happened to me. If the shoe would have been on the other foot, I'd have got hauled off and got thrown in the gym. I feel like that these situations should be taken seriously, whether it happens to a man or whether it happens to a female. We're in this world where we talk about equality. Now, everybody want to sit here and talk about things being equal, but it ain't equal when it comes to domestic violence. Oh, no. Now, I have a problem oh, no. with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I don't think it will think it'll ever be. It'll just one of them things, hey, we they look at men as the, the dominant species, but you do have women who's uh, very abusive towards men. But it, where we had society, where it is, look at as men who, 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 who this dominant uh, species, the dominant sex, or whatever, you know, just it, they, 
they get dealt with, you know, men get dealt with a, with a different type of, get looked at on, on a different lens when it comes to, you know, domestic violence. Well, Jules, you, I mean, not to put you on the spot, I'm sure you've gone to calls where a guy's maybe called the, the cops on a female. Uh-huh. You all don't go in there with the same vigor that you would if it was a guy involved. That's just the way it goes. What come what come with the uh, with the age of, of 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 being on a job, you come to a point where you have to listen to coming to jail. Listen, listen to both sides because I have come on jobs. Go, I have gone on jobs where the women would just say some stuff to get the dude out the house. Mm. So you know, what I'm saying that's why I, I, you know we have to police have to take an initiative and look and really investigate. Like, okay, if he hits you. He's like 200 some pounds. You're like 40. It'll be some bruises, uh, whatever the case may be. But the things have to be taken serious because they're we're here. So always, you know, it will have to be a little more before we um, you know, before we 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 you know lock that individual up. You know, a lot of times how I would handle it, a lot of times like listen, why don't we just take a little break? Let's separate for a few. Let's let's cool down and come back later on. If you can, if there's no, if there's no, if I don't see any injuries, if I don't see the house is not all ransacked or anything like that or disarray or anything, and if it's just argument, if it's just words, because, you know, you know, men, we, we, you know, we argue. But if I'm coming in and, and the female's like, yeah, he hit me, he grabbed me or whatever, you know, all right, how about this? There's other avenues and, and things you can do, but at, at right now, what we're going to do, we're just going to, bruh, if you can. But then what about on the flip side, though? For the guy to call, same, same, same rules apply. So you don't go into the situation with your mind already kind of looking like, because I've heard stories now, you know the guy, and I'm not going to say his name on the show, but mm. somebody that you know that was with us in Aruba had a situation where his woman put hands on him. He called the police. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not only did she get to stay in the house, he had to get out of the house, and he was never able to return to that house. No, they handled that wrong. Mm-hmm. If you if you call, like I say, I can I can speak for me. If I if you call, I get on the scene and you say, hey, she hit me, then I'm gonna treat her just like you know. I, well, sir, what you want me to do? Why, okay. well, how would you like me to handle this? Because because it's not much, but also women 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 there are women out here that abuse men who are physically who are physically abusive towards men. Well, let's just say it like this, man. Yeah. People are abusive verbally, right. physically. Right. So. You know, so yeah, uh, of course. But the reason why I asked you that question is because I feel like if you think about it, man, even amongst guys, they sit around, they talk. And if one of one of the guys in the group was like, yeah, my woman, you know, she put hands on me. They'd be, they would have inside jokes about him. They'd be making fun of him. It's like a stigma or it's like, a, yep. it's almost like something out there about you. Like you kind of a punk if that kind of thing happened. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, which obviously audience, I'm not sitting here defending domestic violence in any kind of way right but right. i feel like though when it's a woman involved people take it more seriously and there's more punitive action a guy do it people don't take it seriously they're making fun of him or talking about him behind his back like that punk get his ass whooped by his woman yeah see that right there is like no we have to draw a line and sand on that now i would tell you a lot of times when stuff happens, like yeah my girl hit me in this net, but i ain't gonna do that most of the time most of the time Men who get hit by their women, they like, I ain't gonna do nah, I ain't gonna put my wife in jail or my woman in jail. You know what I'm saying? They ain't not mm-hmm. doing, you know, that's like my wife hit me. I ain't gonna press charge. What it no, nah, I probably deserved it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so but I would say one of the two times it happened to me, I probably did. <laughs> Second wait, wait, time wait. I was blindsided. Uh-oh. Yeah, now the ones that didn't, yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 can you you can uh you can go you can get the 10 real quick if you get blindsided. Bruh, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> Bruh, reflexes are a motherfucker, though. I told right. <laughs> man. Right. That's why I was like, I understand if something, you get hit, but there's a reflex, and you're like, oh, you're hitting somebody. You're like, damn, I didn't mean that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. It was just, hey. But you can't be, keep, you can't be hitting me, girl. <laughs> you know? This is why people need to keep their hands to themselves. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Keep your damn hands to yourself. Yes. And like my boy said, man, people need to respect each other. The things that we were taught as kids, Jules, think about the stuff mm-hmm. we were told. <laughs> Treat people the way you want to be treated. Uh-huh. Keep your hands to yourself, right? 
What what else? What, what else? The what, what else? The mama tell oh, man. Share your share your toys or something. I'm share your think. toys. <laughs> 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 you know, be you know, like I say, be friendly, be kind, yeah. yes. uh, be polite. I feel like those are like the those are yeah, the major right? ones. You know what I'm saying? And, and look, and mind your business. That's what that was a big one. Mind your business. That was a big one. And, and Andy Murphy <laughs> <laughs> at the Globe and Globe. What did he say? That was the secret to success. He right? said, "Mind your business, boy. You talking about some wisdom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talking about some wisdom? <laughs> what did he say? Pay your taxes. <laughs> Pay your taxes and keep Will Smith's wife's name out your motherfucking <laughs> mouth." <laughs> That dude is a fool, man. Well, that dude is a fool. I, uh, good, good friends, you know, Eddie Murphy, man, one of the, oh, that's your man, guy. one of the greatest, man. That is a dude, uh, you know, matter of fact, I'm gonna watch some Golden Child tonight. And then, um, and, <laughs> and man, when he got up there, except, except this is lifetime uh, achievement speech, and, you know, and when he said that, I said, man, this dude is a fool, but true. But true, in all of them, because you don't want to go to jail for not paying your taxes. You know, you live longer if you live a, a quiet life, mind your own business. You ain't get your nose in everybody else's business. And then, yeah, you ain't got to worry about getting slapped if you talk about Jada. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so all of it's true. All of it. This is, man, Andy's a goat, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, and man. I was I was happy for him in that moment. I didn't watch the Golden Globe. I just caught the the speech, you know, online or whatnot. And I was like, hey man, that's that's simple advice. That's the blueprint for success, Jules. You know, and uh-huh. they even asked, they were like, hey, you know, how did you feel about the situation? He was like, look, I'm cool with them both. And they were like, well, do you expect Will Smith to hit you up after you know these comments? He was like, no. <laughs> and Eddie's so matter of fact about everything. Eddie was probably just like, look, man, we don't have nothing to talk about. I said what I said. It is what it is. It's over with. Well, here's the thing when Will did. What when, when Will did. Oh, damn, my bad. Here's the thing when, when Will put that energy out there. Mm-hmm. They're going to talk about that forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. He might as well just accept it. He yeah. probably do. He probably do. He probably does accept it. You know, I know he's out there promoting the movie, and, you know, he, you know, of course, people asked, asked about that. And, you know, you know, he brought up, you know, things that have been in the form of his childhood and stuff like that. So I think Will is a. A, 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 a man where hey and he you know he's also funny he's a he's a real dude so he know cats are gonna say that. you know you know cats are gonna use that uh hell that somebody might use it as a skit for later on but you know do something extra with it so it, we haven't seen the last or heard the last of that no nah, man listen yeah. he gave that that's comedy fodder for like the end of time right you know what i mean right and i think he just has to that's comedy fodder for the end time, Jules. He's just going to have to get used to it. That's pretty much it, the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but no, man, I mean, I, I think on this episode, all this, I just wanted you guys to just, just kind of hear through the tone of all the stories that we went through. The common denominator of that shit is respect. Each, mm-hmm. one, of these, each one of these situations, even Eddie talking about the situation, even though he made a joke, he still talked about each individual involved with reverence and said he loved each and every one of them. That's that's right. that just shows you that's that wisdom, man. And we always talk about on these episodes, how, I mean, on these shows, how we lose the recipes. Man, Eddie, old school, he mm-hmm. get it. He he's a legend in this comedy game. He mm-hmm. understand how it go. But people out here in these streets, mind your damn business. When we see this shit on social media, Jules, and and, and this is the thing that I want to talk about on this show. This whole fear of missing out. Okay. Because people don't mind their fucking business. They always worried about what somebody else is doing. What somebody else got. Or what they think somebody else got. Because most of the time, the people that's doing all that flaunting shit on social media, they ain't got shit. Mm-hmm. But it's probably except for a bunch of goddamn debt. Meanwhile, the people that sit over here worried about what somebody else is doing because they're not minding their own business. Now they got mental issues or mental health issues because now they sit over here internalizing their own life, Jules. And thinking, well, I'm not doing this, and I'm not at that point in my life, and this person's doing this, and me and this person, we grew up together, and and they got this, and I don't have... Listen, everybody's path is different. Right. See, before social media, Jules, we didn't know what the hell somebody else had unless they told us, unless we saw it for ourselves. Right. 
Not social media is giving you a window into everybody's world, everybody's life. But that's their social media life. It ain't their real life. At least in my opinion. I've seen, I've seen examples, Jules, where I see some people, they present themselves one way, and they're totally different when they come down to it at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, Prez, with the, the, the social media didn't change the game on on a lot of stuff because it gives it gives the right people a voice, but also the wrong people a voice. Mm-hmm. It shows good things, but it shows a lot a lot of bad things, and it seemed, and it seemed like the bad thing outweighs the good when it comes mm-hmm. to social media. And that's the problem I have with social media. That's the problem. And why I don't really mess with it. I don't really, I don't, I don't have the Facebook or the Twitter or the, the TikTok. Instagram. Or whatever. You ain't Instagram. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't have any of it. I have this platform right here with you. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, uh, yes, sir. and it's putting out good information. I can't, I, you have to a point where this is, a, this right here is another addiction. It's, a, it's an addiction, real talk, because uh, there were studies that show that five, at least five percent of 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 uh, of uh, the participant that was in the study is at high risk for for addiction. And it's like when you can't put your phone down because you want to miss something out. If you let's say you post something, uh, a picture or a place you went. It's almost like you're looking for a void, a gratification, a self, like this feeling that, hey, I'm, I'm missing out and I, and, I, and I need something, I need that void field. So let me put this out in the universe and let me get this, let me, let me get some type of gratification from it. Let me see what people are saying. Uh, you know, likes, thumbs up, uh, comments. And, it, and it's like, but, and it's like, this is gold here. And it's like, wait, well, well, yeah, but, what if you you've never had this? We, we, we like you said, Prez, we grew up in age. We didn't we didn't have all this 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 uh this uh this so, the social media platforms and and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And we and we're perfectly fine. But when when you're in the car and you're looking at your phone or you're walking down the street and, and you and get your head buried in your phone because you want to look at different things what people are posting and, and what you're seeing, and that's a problem because now you kind of isolate yourself with with the world. Mm. And it's like, you know, and it's like, like, wait a minute, no, no, put that, put that, put that down. And it's like, that's like us. That's, uh, you know what? I can only, I can say, I can only relate to it. Like we was kids, parents, and we play Nintendo. And your parents had to tell you, I remember my mom and my father, one was like, all right, all right, when you finish that, that board, go outside and play. Cause they were like, all right, you in the screen too long. Yeah, they was and they got they probably got tired. They're like, okay, that's right. too much. Go go do something. Yeah, you know, go play. Go be you know, be constructive. You know, what I'm saying and, and you know, do something. Have you know, interact with people. You know, with the other uh, other kids on the block. We used to play it and and hide and go see and all that stuff. You know, Simon says, okay, I know I'm dating myself, but you know, but <laughs> it was fun. But but it, what it showed me, it took us out from being isolated in the room in that game. I right, man, go go out and. And be with others and have fun and talk and communicate. And that's how you, you know. But now, like with social media, it's in a great, greater, greater scale where, you know, it's like you, you got to be on this. I need a phone. And you get people that standing, I, you know, at, at work, you know, sometimes I come across people and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, we get a call saying that, you know, you're standing around, you're not buying nothing. He said, well, I'm here just for, for the Wi Fi. Wow. Dude, I'm like, Okay, uh, you got to go, but okay, <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah, that's loitering. <laughs> I was like, you gotta leave, but okay, you know, what I'm saying that's, something that's else how right powerful, there. but that's uh-huh. how powerful the social media platform is. The fear of missing out. I, I mean, my man, my man at the store just for the Wi Fi, just where he can be online. Yeah, wow, that's something right there, Jules. You, you hit on something, man. You talked about the fact that people, right, when. We were coming up. We'd be outside. We were with, with each other, right? Uh-huh. Ignorance was bliss, right? We didn't know no different. That's just what we knew. That was our normal. Right. Now, people could be out at the most amazing things. They could be at a wonder of the world. What they got in their hand recording everything. 
They got their phone. Got the mm-hmm. phone in hand. Go post it where they at. Jules, I've seen and done some great things in this world. I don't go to no social media to post where I'm at. Because for one, I don't want nobody to know where I'm at. Because I don't want you trying exactly. to fucking break into my goddamn house. Right. And that has happened. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So people just need to just enjoy life and appreciate what you do have. I think that whole fear of missing out to me, Jules, when, when I see this and when I hear these type of things, I feel like that's people that aren't grateful for the life that they have. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't worry about the life that Jules has. Hey, he got a lake house. I don't. I bet it's nice. I ain't been invited yet. But oh, man. <laughs> 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 oh man hey man this summer man hey this summer we only man <laughs> my man but the, the point of that though is that that's my guy man i'm happy for what they're doing you know jules also ain't going to posting that stuff on the internet you know what i'm saying i'm sure wifey ain't either they just living their life they're enjoying their life you know if you guys are posting your lake house stuff on the internet somebody in your group will probably look at that they probably feel some kind of way and I think that's what we got to get out of. You know what I'm saying? I am happy for y'all that y'all got that getaway shit. I want to get me one in a couple of years. You know what I mean? Because it's important. Life is, is stressful as fuck. You should have an outlet. You should have a place where you could go to just be like, woosa. <laughs> you know, this is my, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? This is my home away from home. Yes. But I think, though, a lot of people in this world may see other people that have stuff. And they're like, oh, man, this couple, they got this big house. They got this and they got that. But you don't know if they got crippling debt. Right. And I always talk about that, Jules. Having mm-hmm. things don't mean anything. Financial independence is the way to go. And see, that's not Ooh, the stuff that we were taught when we was coming up. See, that's when you really are doing something in this world. If you want to post something on social media, post that. Debt free in this bitch. Man, come on. Right. I paid that car off. I paid that mortgage off. Like, my house is mine. You know what I mean? That student loan is paid off. See? That's what you... you, Yeah, dude, that that right there. (laughs) Man. I'm over here like... That... You know, I'm sitting up here. I'm I'm grateful for it. And it's going to get paid off maybe in, I don't know how many years down the road. (laughs) Now Now let's get a loan for prayers. (laughs) (laughs) but but you know i at first i was like it's an extra extra expense but it's a but it's a good expense it's good expense expense to have and it's not going to um and we did the figures of not going to break the bank so uh and you're going to have those what they call those 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 good debts and and then it's like, you know, but that, but that's for you. It's not for, it's not for the world or that's for you or the circle that you, that you involved with. Cause prayers, we, like you see, we have a tight circle. We have a tight circle. Anybody in the circle, Hey, what you got going on, you, and, and it's and going, it's going good. Hey man, it's almost like we all, we all doing good. You we know what I'm saying? Winning. We, we all win. Yes, sir. Cause prayers, like you said, what you've been doing. Over on DB and you wanted to interview with out there with uh, Illinois to fighting a lot, man. I'm so proud and it's like, like I said, it's like, like I'm out there interviewing, like, like my man doing. It. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's. I, 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 I'm, I'm just getting choked up just even talking about it because it's, it's so, it feels so good and just, you, you just lift your own spirit up just thinking about it, being happy for somebody else, you know? Right. And I think Jules, man, because, you know, you hear me talking about that because you remember where we was at as kids, bro, just like doing silly shit, sitting around the crib, playing video games, man, just all the conversations, all the times that we had together. And you think about when you see your boy, when now you grown, now they got family, now they got, you know, lake house, or you see your boy, you know, Mm -hmm. building a little platform. Like those are the things Mm -hmm. when you see those type of things, you're supposed to feel some sort of pride when you see that from Mm -hmm. your people, Right. Not envy. But I feel like social media does that, man. And it makes me wonder, like, man, what happened to us as a people? Why do we want to see each other succeed? Why do we have to look at somebody else's success, Jules, and then look at ourselves and like, yeah, I'm a failure? No, you ain't. 
Everybody's path no. is different. Right. Life is a marathon, baby. You know what I mean? Oh, man, you ain't kidding. <laughs> you, you ain't kidding. I, listen, I had setbacks when I was in my early 20s. Did I let that fucking ruin my life? Did I let that end me? No. I worked harder. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that fear of missing out with Jules and my other friends. They was out at the clubs doing whatever, and I wasn't. Because you know what? I had goals in mind. I had things that I know I needed to do. I said, like, you know what? I put myself in this bad situation, or I put myself in a predicament. That was nobody else's fault except for my own, Jules. So what the hell? I'm going to be sitting over here with the fear of missing out when I put myself in the position that I put myself in. And I think that people have to start taking, you got to start taking inventory of your own shit. It ain't about somebody else. It's about you. What did you do in your life to put you in this situation? It ain't because this person over here got something and now you want to have your head down. No. No. Dust yourself off. I tell you, Jules, I have made more mistakes than I could count. That's how you I'm learn. I'm still over here with my head right. up high. Right. That's how you learn. And, and guess what? The mistakes ain't over yet. No. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm probably going to make one as soon as we get off this show. Right. There's mistakes. You know, it, it, only time I remember my, my pastor, he said, the only time you straighten out is when you're up in front of this 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 uh congregation. Mm. That's the only time you straighten out. Because that means you're gonna be making mistakes with you're human being, you're a human. So you're gonna be making mistakes for, forever. But you know, with with the fear of mistakes, you know, I just want people to understand success come is a def is defined by whatever the case may be. There's no one set definition of what success is success can be different to to, to it different individuals but if it, you think it, if you base it on materialistic type things then then that's that's where the problem lies because you know you don't have to be wearing what's what's a what's a, 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 a five a balenciagas or red bottoms or or, or gucci yeah gucci or something like you know you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to what is what what is it what is it the status symbol. I mean, I mean, but that's for for somebody who can who can afford that. I, I mean, let's be honest. Even if I had the money, would I even pur purchase something like that? I don't know. You know, so define success for me is just having a, a healthy uh, healthy life, healthy family, I'm not struggling financially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not rich. You know, like 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 you know the multimillionaire. But I'm. I'm I'm high and rich on life. Ooh, you know, you spend. So, so you know, I'm 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 good. Like prayer said in the beginning, and hey man, I'm here. That's success. I'm 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 breathing. I'm living. That's 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 a success. That's right, man. We got some partners, man, that we came up with that are not here. Right. Yes. My God. Right. And then I think about those people every day, and that's the thing, man. man. We got to live every day like it's not an accident. And I feel like that's a lot of times that's what we're doing out here. Got to take advantage of these opportunities. And Jules, I was going to say one thing that you that you, that you you touched on. You talked about how you're winning in the game of life. See, mm -hmm. some people, man, they can't see it because they're so busy looking at the material shit that's going on out here in the world. Material shit don't mean nothing, man. I grew up wearing the same clothes to school every damn day. Mm-hmm. At mm -hmm. times, I would when I hit my growth spurts, my mom didn't have money to keep up with my growth spurts. I was wearing floody ass pants to school. People talking about me at school. I remember that shit. But guess what? They ain't talking about a motherfucker right now. No, 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 <laughs> no. But yeah, no. the point of trying to say that is that mm -hmm. I think back to those days. That shit keeps me grounded, Jules. I think about wearing the floods, and all you saw was my socks when I'm walking around. That wasn't no good thing for no teenager to be walking around school like that. You know how it is in school. I'm thankful social media wasn't a thing back there. I'd have been on the internet. They're like, man, look at this motherfucker, man. He's flooding out here. He's yeah, all kind of jokes. Right, right. And then that with social media, what that also introduced cyberbullying. Which kids have to go through Which now. Kid, right. Like, like I said, with most prayers, it's just in-house. It was in-house jokes. It was in-house. And getting now, roasted. Now you get the whole world getting roasted. And that's just, that's just mm -hmm. too much. I, I, prayers, and I don't know. Here's the thing. You, 
I don't see it getting any better. You know what nope. I'm saying? You know what? It could get better. People got to take the initiative. Right. Though. Meaning, right. hey, it's okay to not have your best days. It's not. It's okay for you mm. to maybe one day wake up and say, hey, I'm not the best version of myself today or I'm not where I want to be. That's fine. If that's just you evaluating your own shit. But that's if you compare your shit to somebody else, Man, that's a loser proposition. I got homeboys that got million dollar cribs. I ain't got a million dollar crib. I'm happy for them. I ain't even on that. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy for them. Shit, I can't mm -hmm. wait to see that right. shit. I want to see what a million dollar crib looked like. <laughs> but for me personally, that's not me. I'm cheap. I'm more into like travel and experiences. You know what I'm saying? Right. There you go. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I spend my money on. Mm hmm. But I am not going to sit here and judge anybody else because people do what they want to do. They do what's best for them. But I think when we're talking about this subject with the fear of missing out, it's okay for people to maybe take a detox from social media. Now, I've talked about this on the show before. Jules has as well. Social media has some good. I struggle with a lot of the good these days because I feel like it's more negative than good. But I think it's okay to every once in a while take breaks away from it. Because yes. a lot of that shit that's on there, man, it, it's really messing up people's mental health right now. No, you're right, Press. You man, dude, if if they don't take anything from the show, take away, take that. You need it's so much bad on there than good. You need to detail, you need to get away from it. You need to turn it that turn it turn it off or was uninstall it or whatever. Mm -hmm. mean, because, no, you're right. Uninstall that app. Man. Because right now, where we at in the world, it's like negativity sales you get more likes if something's negative it, it, i mean that's what it seems to me and it's like no this isn't right this, this isn't this isn't how it's supposed to go you know yeah we, you know we you know we popping off or look we'll check this out no we talked about it last week on, on the show um we were talking about the uh with Damar Hamlin and how I gave a, a story about when somebody was stabbed in the park. When I got there, people had their cell phones out. Stop it. Help the person out, man. I mean, right, use right. that phone to call somebody. So it's like, you know, this thing is like transform. It's like, it's like a, like a trans, like people just have to like, just be on this thing. And it's like, no, man, take, you know, take a time to get, to get away from it. Get away from it. If you're going to post anything, like you say, Prince, post something nice. Post something that the world needs. You know, you know, just only, only suck thing about it is, is that you ain't going to get no likes, but who cares? You put it out there. That's another thing when they talk about stop doing stuff for likes. You know, let me put this out there because I want to get the most likes and maybe I get famous. Maybe maybe that's that, that Kardashian effect, too. Yeah, you know? I mean, a lot of it is that, you know. Right. I, but I think, too, I think a lot of times people put that stuff out there because they're getting those social media, like you said, the likes and the social media interactions. But that shit ain't real. That shit ain't, that's not real life. Mm -hmm. It's fake. Most of those people that you're doing all that shit for, they don't know you. They don't give a fuck about you. Because I'll, I'll just be honest with you, Jules. When I was on Facebook and I reunited with a lot of people that we went to high school with, people I went to grade school with, and okay. it was all cool. But then it quickly made me realize it was a reason why I didn't stay in touch with those people over the years. And that's kind of how I feel about some of that stuff. I keep my circle small. I'm not worried about what the next person doing. No. I mean, I ain't worried about what Jules doing, man. I hope he's good. And when we talk, we talk on a real level. But me and him ain't having no conversations about him going and buying this and him going and buy. That's not what we talk about, man. We talk about real no. shit. No. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. I feel like the world that we live in has become super materialistic. We need to have meaningful conversations. You need to check in with people and make sure that they're doing good on a real level. Well, Jules and I talk, mm. man, we're trying to figure out how we doing in life, man. How we doing? Right. First thing I ask them, hey, you being safe out there? Mm -hmm. I'm not concerned mm -hmm. what he buying. I'm concerned about, man, you being good out there. You keeping your head on the swivel. Right. That, <laughs> that, goes, that goes a long way. A long way, man. A simple, how you doing? Goes a long way. And I'm appreciative of that, man. That's that right there, man. That's, you know. Uh, yeah, this world is, it's, it's, it's freaky. 
that's freaky and the stuff that's in it. And we got to take into perspective what if people don't if people didn't get what what happened to Demar Hamlin, they should get it. That can happen to anybody. It it goes to show you life is precious and it can be sure taken is. within a, within a blink in the eye. Yep. And if anybody take need to take from it, take from it like man, life is precious. Then we need to treat everybody that that we need to treat people how we want to be treated and and love and companionship and with humanity. And the negative stuff on social media needs gas to go because they ain't doing nothing but driving a division, just 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 uplifting and glorifying the bad thing of the of of people and of this world. And it has and it has to go. And also the materialistic side of things gotta go too. Yeah. (laughs) And that too. You know, you be (laughs) we talked about with Eddie Murphy. He said, mind your business. Mm -hmm. Dude. (laughs) How 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 relevant as as the the, we talk about social media and minding your business and and Mm. his blueprint and how it all, you know, saying correlated and relating stuff like mind your business, right? Silver (laughs) Lardner. <laughs> People, mind your damn business. Jules, gonna hit him with that curtain call, bruh. Press this curtain call goes out to Chicago Equity and Transformation. EAT is based in the Inglewood, Garfield Park, and Austin area, was founded by a formerly incarcerated individual. This mission of EAT is to create economic and social equity for Black Chicagoans on the South and West Side. EAT conduct research, policy development, and advocacy aimed to decriminalize the informal economic that may rely on. In addition, they are also leading a campaign for reparation. EAT, Press 9, Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast family, salute you and appreciate all your hard work. Hey, Jules, thanks for that curtain call. Audience, as always, tap in where you can. These organizations are doing great work. I mean, think about the show that we've done. A lot of times they come out with not a lot of skills. So organizations like this are giving back to these individuals. So please tap in where you can. As always, we appreciate your continued support of the platform. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening.